Welcome on into Megan Fun of Sports. We are just 24 hours away from NFL football. I can feel the excitement in the air. I'm Megan Connolly. My name is spelled correctly this time. I know you all can't see it, but I'm telling you it's spelled correctly. And I'm joined as always by Megan Gailey. Megan Gailey, how are you doing? I'm so excited. I, oh, there's truly a buzz in the air. I like, you know, threw my baby at our nanny and I go, it's week one in the NFL. And she goes, is this like Christmas for you? I go, exactly. It really does. And the thing is, it's been so hot in Los Angeles. It's been 110 degrees, boiling, boiling, boiling. But I saw someone popping popcorn outside. That's how hot it is. And, but I'm like, fall's coming. Whether whether the weather wants to acknowledge it or not, it's football season and we're ready to go, baby. That is right. We have a lot to get to. I just want to clear the air here for a second. On last week's show, I said we were excited for the season finale of Hard Knocks, and I was duped. It was not the season finale of Hard Knocks. That was last night. We're going to get to a Hard Knocks um, we're gonna we're gonna review it. We're gonna do a little recap for you on Hard Knocks. We got a lot of football to get to. Yep. Um, we'll touch on college football as well. Maybe a little bit NBA, a little bit MLB, mm-hmm. but we're mostly mm-hmm. gonna stick to football because it is the football season. And of course, we have to acknowledge our goats, our legends, uh, Sue Bird and, and Megan's personal favorite, Serena Williams, tri- and their our, retirements. Yes, our tribute coming at the end of the show because I am very afraid that I am going to cry. But my mention of the week actually comes from the U.S. Open, and it is none other than College Park, Maryland's own Francis Tiafo, who beat Rafael Nadal on, oh gosh, what day was that? I'm like so, that was Monday, because uh, Francis is playing right now. He's 24 years old. There's footage that came out of him and Nadal hitting before the French, when Francis was 16, he got into tennis. Um, His parents are both immigrants from Sierra Leone. His dad was the head of maintenance at a tennis facility in Maryland. That is why he started playing. I have been following him. He just looks cool, you know, um, dress is a Nike athlete, loves Jordan. Uh, Bradley Beal was in attendance in his box. KCP was in the box. Like we had some crossover basketball fame going on. I, I it was to beat Nadal, probably going to go down as the go, even though I'm a Federer girl. Um, and it, it was just so incredible. And to have an American man relevant in tennis again, this hasn't happened since Andy Roddick. And he's so cool, young, awesome. From what I hear, he's an absolute sweetheart. And I am so, 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 so thrilled that he got his biggest win of his career yet. I love we're starting the week with Mensch because we always start with Moron and then we go to Mensch. So we are starting on the highs here. In my Mensch of the week, I brought him up last week, Brian Robinson Jr. He was the running back from the Washington Commanders who was shot. And um, we found out a little bit more about the story. And I just want to say that Brian Robinson Jr. looks like a total badass. He was getting carjacked. He beat up one guy who had a gun who was trying to shoot him, beat the crap out of him, and then he gets shot. He's already off crutches. I just think this guy is an absolute badass. I think he's going to tear it up this season. Obviously, we are so thankful that he is okay, but I'm just telling you, I would not fuck with this guy. He beat up a guy who had a gun while he was getting carjacked. And I would be like the throw my key. I would be like, take it all, take it all, take me. But <laughs> I don't care. Like I here's my wallet. Here's my identity. Yeah, take whatever it, you it, need. It's not fight or flight. It's like truly crumble. Like if that's an option, that's what I do. Um, so thrilled that he is. And and so when is he going to be back to the field asap? We're not sure, but okay. he is already <laughs> off crutches. And this event happened what a, less than a week and a half ago insane. I'm telling Um, you, he's going to break some records. I'm telling you right now, I'm putting money on him. Okay. All right. And and you're the, you're the money gal. Um, okay. Transitioning quickly. I'm the money gal. Yes. I'm very rich. Well, you just, you know how to spend the money and I'm just have no idea. (laughs) Um, yeah, we were texting about our betting segment, which we will get to. And I was like, Oh no, she's using all these words. I don't know. Okay. Quickly to our moron of the week. And I don't even want to say this is a moron for me because Larsa Pippen is the gift that keeps on giving, but she is a little moronic. Uh, She was spotted on a date uh, 
Now, this is Scottie Pippen's ex-wife of 20 years, Larsa Pippen, spotted on a date with Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan. This was spotted in Miami. They were having a lunch date. The good news for me is Larsa is one of the Real Housewives of Miami, an OG, and now they have been brought back on Peacock. The the return to Miami was so good. Absolutely excellent viewing. And I heard they're filming right now. And so I think there's a chance this lunch date, which has got to be sending the dream team scattering in fear. Um, I think it's going to be on, on the next season of Real Housewives of Miami. My favorite part about this story is it happened right after Scottie Pippen said that LeBron is the GOAT and not MJ. And then suddenly MJ's be like, you know what? I'll show Scottie. He sends his son on a date with Scottie's ex-wife. This league. She's also, she Larsa's insane. She does not give an F about anybody. Fully bonkers, says crazy things on the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, I think she is a pain in Scotty's ass. There was no prenup. She got half of everything. And what we know from the last dance is his deals, his deals got better as his career went on. But like, she took it all. She, not all, but she took half. Um, I think Larsa, people should be taking notes because I think this is now like the third or fourth time we've brought her up on Megan Fox oh, yeah. Sports. And she just comes up like once a quarter. Once mm -hmm. a quarter, there's no, a little she... Larsa bomb. And yep. I think she's doing it right. She's not overwhelming us with news, but she's staying relevant. She wants to be overwhelming us, but um, there's only so much. The, the best thing is my husband broke this news to me, and I love when CJ brings me Real Housewives news. It's obviously NBA news, too. But, like, when the worlds are this intertwined, this is when I, like, am at my happiest. Do you think happiest. she slept with MJ's son? I hope so. Um, and she alluded to on the show that she had sex with Michael B. Jordan. Mm. <laughs> she's all over the Jordan map. I think she's coming after MJ. Yeah, I mean, she may have sex with Jordan Klepper. She's like, you got Jordan in your name? Throw him at me. Okay, uh, Megan, who's your moron this week? Um, my moron of the week is anybody who thinks that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Because I've watched this video so many times. There wow. is okay. nothing coming out of his mouth. I agree with you. The video is very awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's almost cringeworthy. But nothing came out of his mouth. I've paused it at every moment. Nothing. But there was a spitting motion. I will give it to you. There was a spitting motion. He did not spit. Okay. So now what I think is happening, I, I, I have to say that... I thought he did spit based on Chris Pine's reaction. So it's not necessarily what I see coming out of Harry Styles' mouth, but it's the Chris Pine going, oh, and like cleaning his pants off. What I really think is happening below, below all of this, I think we are all being played like little violins and we are falling into the hands of don't worry darling press circus that has been maybe I, I think maybe there was like a little seed of something and then they're like oh look everyone is obsessed with this because we've got Olivia Wilde which ties in from Blasso which and we've got Florence Pugh we've got Harry Styles we've got Chris Pine I mean we've got mega 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 names in Venice for the film festival the outfits are gorgeous they're outrageous it's just glam to the max and it was a long weekend so it's like we all have all this time to be spending going down this rabbit hole I think it's all I think it's fabricated I'm I with think, you there I yeah. think it's fabricated and I also think to your point about the reaction Chris Pine is wearing white pants if there was yeah. anything on the pants we would see a mark there's no mark there's nothing and listen I don't want to point out the obvious here but he's an actor his reactions yes, they are all authentic are. because he's an actor Act, there's right. no spit no spit. No. Everybody who thinks there's spit, you're my moron of the week. Honorable mention to um, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't date women over 25. Dude, you're missing out. I think it's full frontal lobe. I think he's just like, if you, if your frontal lobe is full and you know, CJ and I were talking about this yesterday and like, obviously this Dane Cook thing came out a few weeks ago where it's like, he definitely started dating his now fiance when she was 17 at best. Um, and so you go, that's disgusting. There is something about Leo. 
listen, if Leo was my friend, I'd be like, Leo, you're gross. But Leo's <laughs> not my friend. And he He could is, be, though. Don't give up. He is Leonardo DiCaprio. That it's like, you're gross, but, like, I bet there are 24-year-olds that want to date you. You know? Oh, no question. Listen, I, if I was a couple years younger, I'd be getting in line. Yeah. Um, this reminds me to remind you guys that the September prop culture bet is Emmy edition. Um, I do have some friends nominated. I hope Barry wins for writing so my friend Emily can win. People, I was on a phone call yesterday and someone was like, I'm just so busy. I got the Emmys next week. You know, it, LA is out here with the Emmys. So make sure um, you you go to that. Also, just visit extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have the NFL week one prop quiz up. NFL week one pick them. My are in there and then the winner for the August prop culture was Jared Ramiro congrats to Jared so a lot going on before we debut our betting segment and transition yeah. to football what everybody wants to hear about I did see some tweets last week that the people our audience the Megan fun of sports listeners want to hear our thoughts on Sydney Sweeney now Sydney Sweeney the internet has tried to cancel her numerous times this summer after she threw out the pitch with the the first pitch for the Boston Red Sox and the Boston Red Sox just got destroyed historic by historic loss Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, Boston wanted her canceled. They wanted to say she put a curse on the team. Then that kind of went away because everybody loves um, Sydney Sweeney. And then she had a birthday party for her mother's 60th birthday. And it was a little bit of a controversial theme. And the internet once again tried to cancel Sydney Sweeney. Do you have thoughts on Sydney Sweeney, Megan Gailey? I, I guess my thoughts are like I don't know who you expected Sydney Sweeney's parents to be. Um, but I, they are. Isn't she from like Nebraska? I think we've talked about this. And not Nebraska, not Montana, but somewhere like Idaho. Some, she is from yeah, Idaho. Yeah. I remember. Yes. So she's from a place where they make those big old hooters natural, and also the parents probably have bad political views. Like that's the. I, I think people see me and they go, "Oh God, her parents." And I, I have to go. No, my parents actually great political views so it's like yeah I just go into everything anyone in Hollywood I go their parent is a billionaire their parent was in Epstein's notebook their parent loves Trump that's just I, I just believe those things until proven otherwise I think Sydney Sweeney's going to get through this one okay. Something yeah. just tells me that she's going to come out on the other side. But I'm with you about the, the judgment thing. People see me with my haircut, and they just run and grab the manager already. They're like, yeah. we're not even going to wait for her to ask. We're just going to get the manager this Karen haircut. She wants to talk to somebody. And, um, and I think Sydney Sweeney's going to come out the other side of this because her titties are already there. Um, she looked great. In the bed. rest of her body is still stuck in the controversy. Her titties, they passed through, and they've made it through already. So happy for congrats. Sydney Sweeney. She just, the internet keeps coming after her. She keeps prevailing. Truly. A, um, a story. Her brother, her brother looks like a big old fucking idiot, though. <laughs> like, he got a dumb face. Okay. <clears throat> let us debut. Drum roll, please. The Megans are debuting an NFL football betting segment. Yay! Um, wow. So this will be Megan Gailey's first time dabbling into the betting world. I am so excited for you. I think this is the beginning of the end because you will become yeah. addicted and it will change the way that you watch sports. Oh so what we are going to do is every week, Megan and I are going to take just and we will put bets on different games, props, parlays in the NFL, and we are going to keep track of how our bets do throughout the season. So this, you can, we can put it on anything. You can divide it up. You can do a couple of $5 bets. You can do two $25 bets. You can put all $50 on one thing. And we're going to do this every week throughout the NFL season. I'm really excited. I'm really nervous. I have to ask you, I don't even know where to go to do this. <laughs> you have to tell me. Um, but so as I was making my picks yesterday for um, the week one pick them on at extrapoints.com slash arcade, I saw that the Colts were what it, seven, negative seven. 
They're seven-point favorites. They're seven-point favorites over the Texans. So I decided for my first ever bet, I want to make it full-blown homer. I want to go all in on the Colts, who have not won a season opener since 2013, Megan. It's oh been boy. not. It's been nine years. We've got a brand new quarterback. It looks like Shaquille Leonard may or may not be playing. That is Darius, uh, artist formerly known as Darius Leonard. But I'm taking my 50 because I think the Texans, I couldn't tell you a man on their team. I think they're going to be in a full-blown catastrophic year. They may end up the worst team in the league. So I'm taking that seven-point favorite, and I'm putting it where my heart is, and that's with the Indianapolis Colts. $50 for you on the yep. Indianapolis Colts. Yes, okay. and then I promise the weeks after I'll, I'll split it up, but I'm traveling. You know, I, I, this is my first time. This is my first time. Well, it is hard to bet in a place like Florida or L.A. because it is not yet legal and it's not as accessible. You can use some bootleg websites, which I can text you about, um, to okay, put the bets you. in. Um, we can also use Caesars. I used fan duel on this one um because i was in illinois and uh, oh i guess i'll be in illinois i'll be in illinois so you can put (laughs) bets in in illinois um you could use whatever betting that you would like to use um i put in with my 50 dollars a little three-leg parlay okay i was thinking about your indianapolis colts i did like the minus seven however last time i bet on the colts I put a lot of money on them. It was my mega lock of the week. Our boss, Sal, also put a lot of money on them. They had to win to continue their season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I, I, I can't go back there. I can't right. go back there. So I, I, I'm hesitant for the covering with the Colts. So I, I had to stay away from that minus seven oh, because no. I'm still scarred from that mega lock that I was convinced was a lock. However, okay. I do like the matchup of the Colts over the Texans for the reasons that you stated. So I included them on the money line, which is minus 370 to beat the Texans. I parlayed it with our Detroit Lions. I love Dan Campbell. They are three and a half point underdogs. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I just really feel like They're going to keep it close in this game. I think the Lions are going to be competitive. So I put that in the parlay. And then I also put the San Francisco 49ers (coughs) minus six and a half at the Chicago Bears. I like the 49ers. I think the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. (laughs) So with that three-leg parlay, I got plus 352 odds. I put $25 on it. If I win, my payout is $113.15. Oh, wow. Okay. So I hope to, I hope to, at the end of the season, understand anything you've just said. But what's fun for our listeners, if you're a novice like me, that means you don't know what you're doing, right? Um, You can be with me. And if you're an expert, you can be with Megan. And well, I'm far from an expert, but I would say I'm... Um, to me. Uh, okay. okay. To me, yeah, you're an so expert. it's all relative. Well, thank you. I appreciate the, the praise. I'm um, really excited when I, when I get to Illinois tomorrow, I'm going to get my baby to sleep and I'm going to place my bets. Let's go. And then with my other $25, the oh Patriots God, are more? playing. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> because I just put $25 on a parlay, so I got three three little bets in there. So all three of those have to hit in order for me to win that $113. Oh, okay. I got to wipe my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so Allergies. I really I really like this next bet. I am a okay. little concerned about my previous bet because I do think Detroit plus three and a half is a little bold, but I'm mm-hmm. drinking the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid. So bear with me here. Really like this next bet. The New England Patriots are playing at Miami. We know this because I've talked about it throughout the preseason. I really don't have much hope in the Patriots. I don't have much hope for my team this year, which is a bummer. However, somebody needs to score a touchdown. And the odds on any time touchdown for any Patriot that is starting, you're going to get plus money for them. So if you like Damian Harris to score a touchdown, put some money on it. Plus money. You like Ramondre Stevenson to score a touchdown. 
plus money. So someone needs to score a touchdown for the Patriots. And I really like the value of Hunter Henry. It's plus 230. So I put $25 on that. If he scores a touchdown at any time during the game, it can be a running touchdown. It can be a passing touchdown. It can be whatever happens. I win $82.50. Wow. Not sure if Hunter Henry is the guy, but if you're looking at good value, I like these prop bets for the Patriots. Megan, never even heard of him. Going to be rooting for him. Um, because I, I guess technically we're supposed to be head to head, but I think of this as a journey for both of us. You know, it's like there's two sets of footprints in the sand and we walk side by side <laughs> into the sports book. That's we're basically, what that's about. <laughs> we should make those signs like footprints in the sand and it would yeah. be like the Jesus <laughs> Psalm, whatever, but it would yeah. just be like Megan and Megan, you know, but it won't be. Love to bet. Yes, something like that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. I'm really excited. Flashback to this at my intervention in 10 years. And they're like, this is where it all began. Um, Okay, so speaking of hard knocks, the finale was actually last night. I was taking notes on my phone. I think another great season. I mean, it really is, just from even a production standpoint, the fact that they can turn it around as fast as they can, it's it's really, really good. Um, I would just like to, before we dive into the season finale, we really got to hit just the headlines really quick of last week's episode. And perhaps the biggest news, we finally got our Jared Goff moment. Basically, the producers have told us, we know you don't care about Jared Goff, so we're not going to shove him down your throat. But they did give us a little moment, and the best yeah. part of it was we saw his now fiance. We haven't yep. seen her since her, her little boobies were, were nope. jiggling on the beach when she saw Jared Goff throw a touchdown pass. So it was really yep. good to see her, and I'm glad that she's been upgraded from girlfriend to fiance. Well, uh, upgraded in that sense, but maybe downgraded. They didn't even mic her up. Like we, she didn't even. I, I don't even know if the producers were like, "You don't care about Jared Goff." I think Jared Goff is like, "I did hard knocks with the Rams." All I said was that I love Taylor Swift and I don't know where the sun rises and sets, and I got vilified, and now I live in Detroit, so I'm not doing this again. I just was really happy for those the older crowd of Hard Knocks viewers who maybe have not seen Jared Goff's girlfriend and then maybe saw the little glimpse, decided to Google yeah. her, and Please. ended up with a little surprise. As as I directed some friends who texted me about her, I go, eh, why don't you check out an episode of Megan Fun of Sports I did from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, her boobs looked great. Um... Also from that episode, we got to see Pimpleton and um, his his wide receiver drill. What else did we get to see from his that juggling? Episode? His yes. Oh, we got to talk about that. Magicians <laughs> and jugglers. Like, why yeah. are they the weirdest people on the world? In the world. What's sad, Megan, is there's a very thin line between magicians, jugglers, and male stand-up comedians. Like, when I saw that juggler, I go, oh, I've met a hundred men just like this. And I've had to be in dark rooms with them at night. Like, he didn't, you were like, that juggler, I'm like, oh, Bill? Like, I I have to spend time with people like that all the time. All the time. If my child said I would like a juggler at my birthday party, I'd be like, no, you can't have one. We're just not going to do that. Be like, we will bring Jared Goff's wife here because by that point she'll be a wife. Um, And she can toss her titties around. But jugglers, Um, no, we stay away from them. Speaking of Pimpleton... A hilarious last name. I I truly love him. I think he gets Mr. Congeniality of the season. Um, last night, uh, last night's episode, we did see who made the 53-man roster and who was cut. He was cut. We both kind of knew that was going to happen. He dropped some some gimmies that it was like, how are you juggling and then dropping wide open passes? But it, it's it's the game, and you know, I, I'm sure it's very high stress and very exciting. He felt so blessed, talked about it so beautifully. When his sister called after he got cut, he's like, I'm feeling the happiest I've ever been. Like, he, he's just a, a joy, as, as Dan Campbell said. And then we saw he went and had a tryout with Eddie's New York Giants and made their practice squad. So, Eddie, he's a giant now. I think that's a very bold pick, Mr. Congeniality, as Pimpleton, because the world loves Malcolm Rodrigo. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Malcolm Rodrigo, he definitely, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, to me, have the smile that lights up the world, and he also made the team, and Mm -hmm. so, like, I think of that a little less 
that like I think congeniality should go to someone who like captured our hearts, but maybe not a spot on the roster. I also think in the running for congeniality is Craig. We love Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I worry about, I, you know, the, uh, seeing his brother and him speak, his brother is incarcerated and, and they're obviously keeping their relationship going. The brother is, is putting a lot of pressure on him. And, and I know that like, he feels the pressure anyways. Like my dad was doing this to me recently about wor something work related. And he's like, do you feel like you're giving it your best shot? And it's like, yeah. I, I do, you know, because he's like, well, you have a child and, you know, and, and you're moving and you've got a lot. And it's like, yeah, I know I've got a lot going on. And so I, I just think, so maybe I'm projecting, but I see Craig and the pressure that his brother is saying, because he, he wants this dream for him so badly. Of course, I totally understand that. But I'm also like, I want him to have a little fun in, in the way that we see Lucas having fun. And um, I, I believe a six round draft pick. So definitely going to be on the bubble to, to be able to make the team. And we saw him just get better and better and better. And the way he talks to the coaches and being like, I think I'm about to be great. I think, I think I'm really going to do something special. He, he's who dropped the pick in the first preseason game ends up making the roster. And I think he's right. I think he may be, I, I think he could be a new, like, um, Trayvon Diggs, like a new um, interception machine. That's what I'm hoping for. I think he's a year away. I think we'll, we'll pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> on the Trayvon Diggs. But um, maybe some that, maybe that's his ceiling. Um, yeah, but yeah. that would be a very high ceiling for him. We have debated throughout Hard Knocks whether Dan Campbell is hot. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say when Dan Campbell said on headset that they were going for the onside kick. My mind was made up. I was like, he's hot. Wow. <laughs> I'm into wow, this. Wow, wow, wow. And I don't know if it's like the Big Ten football fan in me, but I yeah. was like, oh boy, here we yeah. go. I felt I, uncomfortable that I was sitting next to my husband. I was like, I think you need to leave. Yeah, I need a moment and a change of pants. Um, watching last night and then they were having to, to whittle, you know, they have to fire 30 men. And uh, you and I work in a business where, you, like, as I was seeing it, I go, in show business, they don't even tell you you didn't make it. They'd never call you. <laughs> like, I'm like, so, but, like, they do it. They sit down face-to-face. -face. He he had another, I, I'm not sure if it was the GM. Sometimes Deuce Staley was in there. And they, like, I don't, it was so thoughtful and so personal and it really, every, every firing or every we're waving you, we saw all the guys left by going, thank you so much for this opportunity. I loved being here. Like it, it, it was sad, but it also was like, this is the way to do it. Easy who, it, you know, English is a second language for him, spoke so eloquently as he was leaving and being like, I really like that you let guys be who they are. And and Easy, Easy didn't have a great training camp signed to the practice squad. I think he has only been playing football seven years and he just has the physical capabilities to do it. And so I think his ceiling is very high, but I, I thought for them having to do something that's, I know, probably has their stomach in knots. They did it in a really humane and, and lovely way, I thought. Especially with all the camera crews there. Ooh, and maybe that made him be better. <laughs> you know? God, Godwin Iguabuke was the running back who got fired. I mean, he got cut. He went to school with me at Northwestern, so that was a little tough to, to watch him. But, you know, I'm happy he had an opportunity. And Craig took his spot. Craig took his yeah. spot. Yeah. I did. Hey, it's a it's a dog eat dog world. And we finally got to see Eminem in Hard Knocks. I felt like oh we were waiting all season Megan? to see Eminem. And we, they finally gave it to us. The little cherry on top of the season finale of Hard Knocks. He is such a dork. I had no idea. Like the jokes he's making, his little weird Kingle hat, the sung. I was just like, oh, my. he kept making the worst dad jokes I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, is this how corny he is? And CJ was like, yeah. I'm like, I had no idea. I also didn't realize how small he is. Teeny tiny. When you said little cherry on top, I thought you were referring to the size of him. 
he is itty bitty, especially when standing next to Dan Campbell, which also made Dan Campbell look a little hotter. So I think Dan Campbell comes out of this just looking mwah, chef's kiss, beautiful. The women are into him. I feel like he's the guy that moms are into. Moms are, de well, you are oh. a mom. Moms are oh, definitely yeah. into Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah. If he walked into, like, an airport bar, I'd be like, who's that thick, tall drink of water? You know? I'd be like, Chili's too, round on me. And then he goes, we're going for the onside kick, and you're like, yeah, meet you, meet you back, back there. Me a, give me a side of ranch. Um, Hard Knocks, great season. I'm so happy that there's going to be in season. We saw, we saw, like, a little preview. Kyler Murray, who's really grown his hair out, and I think it's so he looks taller. Like, that's what I would do. Like, if I was a shorty guy, I would truly, yeah, have the tallest yeah. afro possible. I'm so excited for the Arizona Cardinals, especially all the drama that was going on preseason with Kyler Murray and his studying that he has to do. So I'm oh, definitely yeah. going to watch. Got to be honest, didn't watch the Colts last year. This year what? I'm fully in on the Cardinals. Sorry, I didn't do it. <laughs> Megan, this is the first you're telling me. I didn't. I didn't watch Hard Knocks midseason last year. You need year. to go back and watch it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the witch. I'm, I'm watching a lot of things right now. I didn't know your friend wrote uh, Barry. I've been watching Barry. Very good. Barry's great. Now I like it even more. So. Barry's great. Okay, so the season is kicking off on Thursday tomorrow. Thursday night football. Bills at Rams. Who boy. That's and a Matthew great Stafford, game. we are all worried about the elbow. Fear not. He is not limited whatsoever. The Bills are two and a half point favorites. The over under is 53. Um, I feel like everybody just loves the Bills this year. Just absolutely yeah. adores the Bills, which is why I think the Rams are going to win. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, as we've mentioned on the show, the Bills have had a bit of a, a, a rocky few weeks. Um, a, a fun thing, Jess Pagula, daughter of the Bills, is now through to the U.S. Open semifinals. So the Pagula family is having a big week. Um, yeah, she's incredible. She's like the number 12 player in the world. And I'm like, this is, she has my dream life. She's a billionaire. Her parents own an NFL team. I think they own the Sabres, too. Yes. And she's a world-class tennis player into the semis. What? I wish my name was Megan Pagula. Um, they can adopt you. <laughs> they adopt a 36-year-old mother. <laughs> and I love Buffalo. Hey, Jim Harbaugh would adopt you, and he'd help raise Conrad. Um, staying in the Bills division, I wanted us to just touch on our teams um, and, and maybe give a little bit of a projection. I know you've talked a little bit about what you think the Patriots' struggles are going to be. I mean, they're not even favored in this game against Miami, which I find to be kind of insulting. I don't because they've had a really rough training camp and they've had, I don't know if you saw it, Bill Barnwell had a tweet out two weeks ago just about the Patriots drafting over the last five years and Hench went completely lost his mind on minus three about this. Um, I, I will direct you to listen to Hench to just sum up how I feel as well. Um, it's been bad for the Patriots, really mm. bad. Really, the only bright spot is that they have Mac Jones Mac. as the quarterback. I will say they are in Florida already. They are practicing oh. in Florida, getting acclimated to the heat. Um, mm -hmm. Another bet that I would urge people to look towards, they are currently practicing at a Division II school, and they had to put up a makeshift field goal um, the art and okay. it is held up by sandbags. Oh, okay. so I think if you're going to bet on the Patriots to miss a field goal, that wouldn't be a bad bet. Just, just saying. Yeah. They're saying. practicing on the little giants field. Um, so that seems to not bold. Well, do you have a prediction for wins losses for the Patriots? Um, I think they'd be lucky to go 500 this year. Wow. Okay. Okay. Which, it, what is technically 500 now that we have a 17 game season? I think they're going to be about a seven and 10 team. Oh, okay. So you're saying pretty much Below, well under. Yeah. So okay. I think they'd be lucky to go 500, but okay. I think the Patriots, I have them at seven and 10 this year. Now, obviously, Tom Brady is no longer on the Patriots, but so it so entrenched in that organization's history. We're going to stay with him for a second. There are reports coming out. You know, there's been this, he was missing practice, and then he looked like Skeletor. Did he get a lid lift? What the is going on with him? There's now reports coming out Brady and Giselle are in an epic 
fight because he retired and then unretired and returned the football. And I think I knew this. Like, it's like, was she consult? Like, he retired to spend more time with his family and then unretired. So it was like, do you hate your family now? You know, like, you obviously yes. love your son. We know that. But uh, what, Megan, what what do you think's going on? Well, I do now? find it interesting that they got into a quote-unquote epic fight and it caused Giselle to leave Florida. Well, and in I the bet article, she's been trying to do that for a while. <laughs> in the article I read, it said that this is sort of common practice when they get in epic fights is that um, she'll leave. Yeah, and, they're, they're billionaires. You know, it's like, I'd leave too. Um, she was, she's back in Florida, but things mm. are not smoothed over because she is in Miami. She was spotted at a water park with Uh-oh, the children. Uh-oh, and you know, who, you know who else is in Miami? Bill Belichick. <laughs> you think she... Oh, wow. <laughs> if Giselle got back at Tom and slept with Belichick, oh nothing my better. God. Truly we would... nothing better. Think if Bill gets a knock on his hotel door, he opens it, Giselle's there in a trench coat with lingerie underneath it. Oh, I would love everything about that. Wow. Um, Yeah, I think a lot's been going on with Brady. There's been reports coming out of practice that his demeanor has changed. Obviously, we saw the press conference where he said, and I quote, I have a lot of shit going on. It's clear that this is getting to him. Yeah. And also, at this point, Brady has nothing more to prove. Wouldn't surprise me if he walked away no season no okay 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 so the bad news the reason that i'm invested in this at all is because he is my fantasy football quarterback i have him and dak prescott and so and and the reason i took dak was because the division's so bad sorry eddie that i'm like i i just think at some point he will put up some numbers for me and cj had brady last year i don't know so like my fantasy football season in my most important league is kind of hinging on this man well, what do you do if you're Brady? I mean, Giselle has left. I don't right. He, like you have to walk away from football. She's given him an ultimatum, or else you walk away from Giselle. He's beyond reason, though. At this point, it's like he came back for some reason, and like we don't, no one fully understands what that is, and reconfigured the entire team, made the head coach retire, and so I don't know. It, it is so going to be. He's retired. What once? Once already? Once. What do we think the over-under on Brady retirements is? Three? Two and a half. Two and a half. Over-under. Yeah. I think, if, the over? I think if he walks away mid-season, he'll come back again because he'll be like, well, too. that didn't go great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, switching, switching gears to my Colts, who, as we mentioned, are favored by seven over the Texans and desperate, like... Ursay wants a season opener win more than he wants anything. Now, it's interesting. The commanders are... are the, the news about Carson Wentz is we found our guy. We love him. On the flip side, he continues to be dragged <laughs> through the mud in Indianapolis. Um, I, I have the quote here from Michael Pittman that came out yesterday. Last year, we were out there running the plays, but we were basically just playing football. I mean, we would just run around and make plays. Like, it's he's making it sound kind of chaotic. This year, we're trying to be organized, trying to be organized, be at our spots and at our depths, because that's how Matt likes it and how he commands it and what he expects. So you better be there. I'm sorry. Were you, you guys were not hitting your marks last year. You were fully just (laughs) willy nilly running around the field. I don't, it certainly looked like it in that Jaguars game. I mean, if anything, it doesn't sound like Carson Wentz was the best leader. So I think this is good because Matt Ryan, if any, like he's older, right? Yeah. He's his best days are behind him. He's a leader, but he is a leader. And, and from everything I'm hearing, he is thrilled to be there and feels like the last two years were, you know, a, a purgatory for him. And now fresh start, the city, I think if he had gone anywhere else, they'd be like, hmm, this city, as I've said multiple times, we feel like a, a girlfriend who's been dating shitty guy after shitty guy. And we finally got a nice guy who manages a grocery store and brings home bread for us when they're going to throw it out. So it's like, feel good. We're happy. Um, I think he looks great in the uniform. I, I think the only 
the only way the Colts don't win the division is if Derrick Henry somehow has a better season than Jonathan Taylor. I don't see that happening. I, don't I just, I, I, I just think, think Derrick Henry's going to get hurt. I think he's yeah, too I, worn I, and down. I, and too many I do, miles on him. And I do like him. I think. Oh, I love him. I, I think the Colts' offensive line. It will be honestly better than it was last year with Eric Fisher gone. Um, so I, I'm hopeful Colts win the division. I think there's, I think there's an outside chance they get 11 wins. That, I know that's crazy. I'm, it's probably closer to 10, and they and they squeak in. But I think they could potentially get 11 wins. I have to ask you: Are you at all concerned about Trevor Lawrence? Um. I guess yes individually I I think when the I if the Colts don't beat the shit out of the Jags both times they play them Indianapolis will be set on fire I I think you probably mean like how will the Jacksonville entire season go I just I think he's good I don't think the team is there yet and I and and obviously Urban is gone so some of that chaos is is gone and it seems like they're making positive steps in the right direction I think they're not going to be terrible but I think it's still going to be another growing growing year for that franchise I'm looking for a big step from ETN Travis Etienne. I think he's going to take a step forward. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I also think the Jags will be improved. I haven't yet decided on my Florida team yet because I live here now. And so I get a team and it's not going to be the Dolphins. Well, it's not going to be the Jags. You're not picking a division rival of mine. (laughs) After I just found out you didn't watch in season hard knocks. It's like, what do I have to do around here? Okay, let's talk about another team that you really hate, the Steelers. They named their team captain as Mitch Trubisky. You are a Trubisky supporter. Uh, Apologist. A Trubisky apologist. (laughs) Trubisky apologist. uh, We'll clarify with that. And when they originally put out their depth chart, they had Mason Rudolph as the number two quarterback. Behind their draft pick, Kenny Pickett, the hometown boy that everybody loves. And then they held a press conference to address this issue. And it was said that it was a, quote unquote, clerical error. And it was just a copy and paste element, which is hilarious because we've all been there. You just would like to think that NFL organizations are, are run a little bit more clean than that. Maybe we do a little once over before we publish it out to the media and we push it out to the press. No. And the truth is we saw on hard knocks, it's like they've got those little like Lego pieces and they're basically just moving them around. So I, I believe it does happen. I'm giving that entire offense, uh, a pass. I actually am not going to hate the Steelers anymore. I'm still going to hate their fans, but I'm not going to, I'm I'm fine with the team. Um, I think they've got to still be reeling from the Dwayne Haskins tragedy. Like, I, I just can't even imagine what that quarterback room is like right now. Um, so I, get, I give them a pass on that. Big time. Big time pass. Um, elsewhere in the NFL... Um, there was an autograph signing. An autograph yeah. signing happened um, for Brandon Graham of the Eagles. It was at the West Deptford Mall in New Jersey. <laughs> and he took this opportunity to completely bury the Cowboys, the Patriots, and Tom Brady. Personally. He- <laughs> He's autographing, Tom Brady is a bitch, fuck the Patriots, fuck the Cowboys, all of these things, and there's no comment that has come out, but if you're a Philly fan in general, you You absolutely love this. Yeah, nothing is more Philadelphia unless he covered the autographs with Cheese Whiz after doing this. Like, (laughs) that's why it's like, I think any other team, they'd be like, don't, come on, I think, I think Philly, they're like, please. You know what? Now they're going to be mad at other players for not signing fuck the Cowboys on everything. And some people would be like, hey, there's kids here in Philly. It's like, you know what? Teach them. Teach them now. They're sports (laughs) fans. They got to know. They're like, we used to have a jail in our stadium. Fuck your kids. Um, Yeah, very funny. Really good handwriting. I love that it was like in a silvery Sharpie, too. 
Uh, we um, also have news in the NFL. Another one joins the list. Add Trey Lance to the list of men who are jealous of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because it was reported by Albert Breer, who keeps coming up on our podcast, that Trey Lance is annoyed that Jimmy G is on the 49ers as a backup. Now, Breer has since come out and said, wait, 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 maybe I... I shouldn't have said the word annoyed. I shouldn't have used that word. I'm not in the brain of Trey Lance. So he's walking backwards on this. But Trey, we know. We know what you're feeling. You too are jealous of Jimmy Garoppolo and how handsome he is. And you don't want him in your locker room. Just say it. We all know it. Well, now I'm like, maybe Giselle left Florida to go to San Francisco. I don't know. I I really should not be rooting for the breakup of this marriage through adultery. But I'm like, who would be the funniest people for her? I think Belichick would be funnier. I do. Yeah, because Jimmy G, she's like, he's hot. Sorry, Belichick. It would be full out of spite. (laughs) I love the idea of her showing up in a trench coat, as you mentioned, just knocking on different doors and or or in a Patriots Tom Brady jersey. Oh, yeah, that would be great, too. Wow. What wow. if you remember the Brady six? What if she just went around and slept with all six quarterbacks who were drafted ahead of Brady? Really getting oh Tom's head. God. Oh, my God. Push all God. his buttons. She deserves it. She's the hottest woman to ever live. I um, forgot how big of a deal she is. Like, yeah. she's a much bigger deal in the UK than she is in the States. I was just well, in the UK and I saw Giselle plastered yeah. everywhere. No, and I think she's, I, I think her time here is probably. Had, not like she's old or anything, but it's like she was a huge, huge deal. It's just like Victoria's Secret is has sort of fallen under her times. Um, but even when she did that walk at the opening ceremonies when oh, the yeah, Olympics were in Rio, I mean, all the, have, have we ever had a woman just walk? Like it was like, and here's our national treasure. She's going to walk. And we were all like, yes, please keep walking. I've been um, in an elevator with Giselle and I will say she has presence just oh, I'm a lot sure. of presence I'm uh, sure now I think Olivia Culpo might be prettier than Giselle but for some reason when Giselle walks by you just look you Olivia turn and has, look Olivia doesn't I don't think she lights up a room like that does watched, not no, no not at all um speaking of lights up a room Joe Flacco will be starting for the Jets um and oh okay Eddie's saying Olivia does light up a room. Okay, all right. Oh, Eddie, um, we know that he has, yeah, he's he's got a past with Olivia. Um, so not Zach, like that, not like that, but maybe like that. Um, Zach Wilson still hurt, Flacco starting. I, I I honestly think there's a chance that Joe Flacco plays pretty well for them. And, I mean, he's a leader. He is a Super Bowl winner. Um, I think the Jets are lucky to have Joe Flacco, and it's not the other way around. I thought Jimmy could have ended up in New York, but now he's staying in San Francisco, and I guess the Jets will be the Jets. It makes me do. It makes you feel a little better because before I didn't think the Jets were a gimme win for the Patriots. Now with Joe Flacco, I kind of think eh, maybe. Um, Jim Harbaugh. No, this is John Harbaugh. Um, Jim Harbaugh is up in Michigan adopting all the babies that people wanted to abort. Um, John Harbaugh <laughs> says uh, that Lamar Jackson was never threatening to hold out amidst contract talks. Uh, honestly, Lamar Jackson seems like um, that uh, he's both handling this extremely mature and extremely unselfish, un, un, uh, selfless, selfless, but also representing himself in it, which I'm like, I don't know if that's the smartest idea, but I do like, I, there is just a part of my heart that like really loves Lamar Jackson and finds him to be kind of funny inadvertently. We will be your agent, Lamar Jackson. We don't yeah. think that you should represent yourself, but we also understand why you don't want an agent because a lot of agents a little slimy. The Megans here over at Megan Fun of Sports, we're not slimy, although my hair is a little greasy right now, um, but we, we will represent you. Absolutely. We will get you exactly what you want. And after we saw what that mascot did, who knows what the fuck's going on in that organization. Okay, so we'll use that bird to leverage you into getting a better contract. If people haven't seen, um, the mascot was carted off the field um, at a preseason game. So we're wishing the Raven 
all the best as we um, enter the regular season. Yes. Megan, as you said, the Bears are going to be terrible. Um, and I'm actually really excited I'm going there this weekend because I'm going to get to see the delusion firsthand. But they did not want to stay out of the headlines as everyone is preparing to think their team is going to do well. They knew they couldn't enter that conversation. So instead, they released the plans for a 326 acre dome stadium complex in Arlington Heights. We have talked about this on the podcast before. You are a Chicago native. I used to live there. My hope is what Mayor Lori Lightfoot also hopes is that the Chicago Bears would stay downtown at Soldier Field. I like when teams play in city centers. I think Obviously, Chicago doesn't need that. It has so much else going on. But um, they're doing this because they want to host a Super Bowl, a college football playoff, all of the Final Four, all of the things that come with a domed complex like this. Megan, as a, as a Chicagoan, what are your thoughts? I love that it is in the city center. I'm with you. I do love that. I do think that Soldier Field has one of the best skyline views. Yes. Um, the Chicago skyline, my favorite. Skyline. Iconic. And it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect backdrop. Unfortunately, the city of Chicago and the Bears, they couldn't come to agreement here. And I will say from going to a lot of stadiums, I was at... Um, Jerry's World for Arling for WrestleMania, and that is not in the city center. It is about yeah. thirty minutes outside of Dallas. But when you go there, I've been to Gillette Stadium plenty of times working for the Patriots. And when I went to Jerry's World versus Gillette Stadium, and this is not a knock on Gillette Stadium, it's just the direction that these new stadiums are going. It's like, how did these two teams play in the same league? Right. Jerry's World is unbelievable it's yeah. way larger than Gillette it's way larger than Soldier Field so I do think if you want to keep with the competitive balance and you want to keep up with the Joneses I say that both literally oh, that and figuratively good. Good. yeah look at that you like that um you got to do these types of things and if the dome wasn't going to happen in the city of Chicago the Bears have to do what they have to do and I think the the plans looked great I mean that's going to be quite the facility the state of Illinois also pretty bankrupt they need they need the yeah I wonder if this leads to the Cubs going oh we want it because remember at one point they were going to move to Rosemont and 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 everybody got all up in arms so the Cubs can just leave I don't care about them It'll, oh, I know you don't. I know you don't. Um, I think that's all of our NFL news. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think we hit it all. That was okay. a lot, but we hit it all. Oh, we hit we it did. all. Um, just some, um, I briefly want to touch on, obviously Donovan Mitchell traded to the Cavs. I, I honestly really think Cavs fans deserve this. I just know so many that have had to go all out on the Browns and needed something happy and exciting. And The Cavs are going to be good. The Cavs were the breakout surprise last year, and now you add a perennial all-star to the team. And I think people are, are, have some criticism that they gave up too much. The Cavs are already so young that it's like, give up a little bit to get Donovan Mitchell, who clearly wanted to be done with the Jazz. I think the deal makes a ton of sense. I'm I'm sad that the Pacers, you know, have to play the Cavs a bunch and weren't able to get a deal like this done. But I, but I am genuinely genuinely happy for the city of Cleveland at large because it's been a tough summer. I'm excited for the uh, for Cleveland. I'm excited for Memphis. I'm excited for Orlando and those young players. And I'm very excited for the Pelicans. I feel like those are the teams that are young and fun and will be exciting to watch this year. Also, it's very weird. The NBA season starts in like a month. Which, I know. And we listen, don't we're even... talking about football today. We are talking about football. I know. Football. But, but briefly, Patrick Beverly was giving un hinged in the best way possible interviews yesterday. I believe it was some sort of, you know, it was like his first time talking in the media since being there. Um, Him and Russ are apparently friends now and they love each other. And then a reporter asked him, you're going to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And Pat Bev said, they're going to play with me. I'm the only one who made the playoffs last year. Sir, you are crazy, and I'm thrilled to have you here. Like He's delusional. He's 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 out of his mind. I'm obsessed with him. I say get him on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He, like, but as I said to CJ last night, who is a Lakers fan, and I hope he does not ruin my life over this season, because I don't think they're going to be good. 
to some extent, LeBron must have wanted him here because you're not on the Lakers. You don't play with LeBron unless LeBron calls for you. So there must be something he sees in Pat Bev that he's like, yes, I want that over here. Maybe he'll sleep with Larsa. No. <laughs> I think he's too old. I think he's too old for Larsa. I don't know. She does lots of ages. Michael Jordan's son. Yeah. She I don't think now. she discriminates with the age. No. Unlike right. Leo, Larsa is loving Says, all ages. Yep. <laughs> um, Do you think Leo would sleep with Larsa? I think you're going to say with us. I'm like, no. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't sleep with Larsa. And it's no. a shame. I don't even think he'd sleep with Giselle. Too old. Too old. What an idiot. I know. All right, let's talk about, oh, briefly, Major League Baseball. Dylan sees he's one out away from a no-hitter, and I texted you guys. This is just to prove that I am bad luck. It was like 3 in the morning in the U.K., and I was trying to stay up so that I could sleep on my flight. I'm tracking the White Sox because I could not watch it in the U.K., and I texted you guys, of course I have to leave the country for something good to happen to the White Sox. In minutes after I hit send, Dylan Cease did not get the no-hitter. But they still won the game. Um, Dylan Cease should probably get Cy Young. He's had a great year. I'm happy for him. I do wish that he would have got the no-hitter. And I do wonder if I did not send that text if he would have had it. Yeah. Aaron Judge gets to... 54 home runs with 27 games left. I know this is an Eddie-based story. I want Otani to be the MVP. I'm sure Eddie wants Aaron Judge. I, 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 I well, I did see him at the U.S. Open, so that was exciting. I love. We are in home run count. We have Aaron Judge. Yeah. We're counting home runs. Pool hosts. We're counting home runs. It's a. It's. For baseball, listen, they're about to get overshadowed by football, but there's still some storylines. We're still excited about it. And then A-Rod broke up with his new girlfriend. Wow. I'm devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. NCAA football, all the big teams, sorry, Megan, actually actually kicked off this weekend with, I mean, Thursday night... Thursday night college football was Penn State and my Purdue Boilermakers. They lost in true Purdue fashion. I was texting my friend who went to Penn State. I'm like, I wish we'd put some money on this puppy. And then they lost at the last second. And I said, I can't watch the rest of the season. This is what they do. But I just remember college football starting last season and I was so sick. I was puking nonstop from my pregnancy. And so it is, yeah, I was like in the emergency room. So this has been better. Um, the biggest news outside of the X's and O's that were happening last week was that the college football playoff has expanded from four teams to 12, like, which is such a big jump. They said, so we used to have four blowout games. Now we're going to have 12 blowout games. Honestly, I'm kind of happy about it. I think the bowl games are very disappointing. They have nothing on the line. A lot of guys don't even play in them, which I totally understand because they don't want to get hurt before the draft. So I think this incentivizes some, some more players to be in it. It obviously, like, keeps these other, you know, it keeps the Pac-12 kind of in, it keeps, you know, just these other leagues kind of excited when it really is just SEC and Big Ten. Yeah, I originally was excited about it because you think of the potential and you think, oh, we could have a March Madness situation, but with college football. And then I think about the last five years of college football playoffs, and sorry, Eddie Earmuffs, but it's basically, you know, blowout game, blowout game, and then anybody who plays Notre Dame, you know? So yeah. um, I, I'm optimistic that the NIL could sort of balance the competitive nature of college football and also with schools like we saw this weekend. Florida is back with college football. Billy Napier had a big win. I think Miami has a really bright future. Florida State had a big win against LSU. So I do think as these coaches move around and as they get their recruits and as you get NIL, I do think there will be more of a competitive balance. I hope so because I do love college football and I do want there to be that college football playoff moment where everybody's excited about it. But it just seems like there hasn't been and there won't be any time soon. So the 12 teams 
it just could be a lot of bad football games. Yeah, unless Northwestern or Purdue are in, and then we'll be thrilled. Um, oh, boy. Okay, so LSU loses their first game of with Brian Kelly as head coach. I'm sure you guys have all seen the footage of the frat boys flipping off the Florida State player. Come on. I thought Southern hospitality was a real thing. We do not need to be flipping that man off. Um, and then there was this video that emerged yesterday of Brian Kelly saying, okay, well, how about we start off the questions with any of the media members who came in late? We're going to have a little jar. You guys put your money in the jar if you were late. And then at the end of the season, we'll have a big bash at my house with that late money. And then the reporter snaps back at him. If you win, then I won't be late. And people were giving her a lot of praise on the internet. Megan, your thoughts. Where do you fall on this? I love how Brian Kelly has coached one game at LSU Oof. and everybody hates him already. It's yeah. hilarious. I don't like Brian Kelly at all. I don't. He was with Notre Dame for a while. I don't think Eddie likes him anymore either. No, He's a good he coach, just not a fan of his. Um, his halftime interview during the game against Florida State. I mean, dude, you've coached one half of LSU football, and he's burying the team. Like, I don't think we could play any worse. I don't know. It is my first game. Maybe we can play worse, is what he says. They were lucky to be in that game anyways. Florida yeah. State let them back in. Um, and then to start it, start the press conference like that, it really just shows that Baton Rouge, as you mentioned, Southern hospitality, they've already turned on Brian Kelly. I think the LSU media in general is probably pretty loving of their coach, not Brian Kelly. No, I, I think in that I don't like Brian Kelly. I, I can't even believe I'm about to defend him. I think in this one instance, he is right. And that is because I do not like tardiness. Now, did I show up late to this podcast today? Yes, two minutes. Um, I, you know, and it, and it drives me insane. I don't like doing it. I don't even think he was being a dick, though. Like, it's like, he is still the head coach. If the press conference starts at X time, not even hit, like, that's just, we are in a business. If you're on time, you're late. That's what they say in show business. It's like, just, lady, be on time. And I think the party at his house sounds fun. I'm sorry. I would love to go to a party at Brian Kelly's house. I bet the drinks would be flowing. You know, he has a pool. Well, I'm listen, sure. he would make us out there run the valet, right? Like he did with all of his assistant coaches. <laughs> I so I don't know if people want to go to a party at Brian Kelly's house. I forgot. And you know, he's lying. There's, he's not inviting any of these people to his home. Not but one. I, but I thought... He wasn't, I didn't think he was mean about it in any way. And the way she came back at him, I was like, oh, I did find it to be a little rude and disrespectful. I don't I think they have any respect for him. No, I know Already, they don't. after one game. I, I, it made me sad for him, I guess. <laughs> like, cause, like, he was like, well, uh, like, he seemed like, oh God, I should have stayed in South Bend. Um... <laughs> Um, what else do we have in, in college football? I mentioned that Florida's back. Uh, Georgia, they crushed Oregon. I was I was excited for Oregon, and then I just all of it deflated when I saw Georgia just completely crush them. Clemson, their quarterback stinks, but they had a dominant win <laughs> over Georgia Tech. Um, I wanted to pitch a game to us for this college okay. football season. Pitch a little game, and this can be ongoing throughout the season. So we remember, obviously, um, the turnover chain, right? Miami had the turnover chain, um, and it seems like every team has some version of that. And I thought that it would be really fun if throughout college football season we pitch what we want to see different teams okay. use as their version of the turnover chain. So okay. at UCF here in Central Florida, they had a little belt as their turnover belt. And I think for BYU, they could have yeah. like a turnover chastity belt. Yeah. Because yeah. as the Mormons. Well, yeah, because remember, I think it was BYU where, or it was just amongst Mormons where docking was a thing where like. Oh, were, soaking. Soaking. You were, there was penetration, but then once you were in, no moving. No, no moving. Just, the penis just, just stays. Yeah. So I think BYU can have a turnover chastity belt. And we can okay. go on as we watch college football throughout the year and bring up different versions of the turnover change that we want to see for okay. different programs. 
I would say right now, since it's like still the heat of summer happening, even though it's like we're supposed to be calling this fall, that they should have a turnover fan. And it like hangs around their neck, but it's just one of those portable fans. And if you get a turnover, you get the fan and it sprays on you and then you're going to feel really cool and nice. And that would be good because we could have a lot of sideline reporter with the um, thermometer shots on the sideline, too. Oh, yeah. But then also, if I was a reporter, I'd be standing near whoever had the fan and get some of that little, like, you know, Beyonce hair movement going. Oh, yeah. You're smart. Yeah, that's how you get a good viral clip to go on the internet. Okay, we wanted to wrap up this episode talking about two of, not only the greatest female athletes, two of the greatest athletes of our generation of all time have now retired in the last week. Um, so I think we should start with Sue Bird, who played her final WNBA game, probably her final basketball game of all time, last night for the Seattle Storm, who lost. Um, Sue Bird is going to wind up a four-time WNBA champion, a five-time Olympic gold medalist, countless WNBA all-stars. I mean, an absolute GOAT at Connecticut, there, it's, she, her impact on the game, her impact on women's sports in general cannot be overstated. Seems like such a fun person, such a kind person. Her and Diana Taurasi's broadcasts, I love watching. Her and Megan's love is beautiful. Another Megan, so of course we're into it. So sad to lose her. I know she'll still be an advocate and around the game as much as possible, but it really is an end of an era with her retiring. Of course. And you see all of the younger players, the Sabrinas of the world, speak about Sue Bird and what she meant to them just shows how she's grown the game. So they always yeah. say, leave the game better than you found it. And I think Sue Bird certainly did that without question. <sighs> And no and one has go. done that. I mean, I may cry. I watched the final Serena match, and even at the end of it, when she's being interviewed, she goes, never say never. You know, like, as she was doing the interview, she goes, I wish I had started playing earlier. Like, she really did have it again. And we've seen her, you know, with, without the juice a little bit or, or struggling through injuries, coming back from obviously having a baby, which I truly cannot imagine. And she had a traumatic, almost died labor. And she really did have it. And it was incredible to see the, she beat, um, or she lost to an Australian who goes, I didn't think I was going to win. So I was playing with no pressure. I thought Serena would beat me. Oh, for her to, to go out at the U.S. Open, she has changed women's sports. She has changed the game of tennis. I think she has changed the way the world looks at sports, what what little girls and little boys from places that aren't traditionally sports places dream big of. Um, as I spoke of, Francis Tiafo was like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. So we, we see her impact continuing on, and I know it will only continue more so um, she, you know, she obviously said without Venus, there's no Serena. That was her. the moment that got me. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Venus took it like, you know, as my friend DM me, such a G just was like, yeah, like didn't cry. Uh, I, I can't, I cannot believe it's over for her. I also feel so truly incredibly lucky that we have gotten to live in the era of Serena Williams. Of course. I, and as you mentioned before on the last show, we watched her and Venus when they were little girls. And yeah. to see Serena develop and grow into a woman, I know it's so cliche, but it really is, it means a lot for all of the young women watching at home. It does. Yeah. She makes me think I can do anything. Oh my gosh. You can do anything. <laughs> you can. That, that documentary of her, if you have not watched Being Serena, on HBO. I hope it's still on. I hope HBO Max didn't take it down. Yeah, it's, I think this is the week they took it down. They were like, yeah, we've uh, had enough, Serena. She's she's so incredible, and I and I wish her and and the future of her family so much well. She deserves whatever she wants to do after tennis. She really does. Do you really think we'll does. see Olympia play tennis? I th 
I wonder. I really do. I, I, I think Olympia will want to based on seeing her mom and seeing Olympia with those little white beads. I mean, it fills my heart with so much happiness and joy and I'm going to miss her and forever feel so incredibly lucky that we have seen everything that, that sport can offer in one person. That was a beautiful way to put it. I love that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. I had so much fun talking football with you today. I did, too. I did, oh, too. Well, I'm really excited. I hope, I hope everybody wins a lot of money this weekend. Um, don't forget, go to extrapoints.com slash arcade and get your picks in. Last year, the whole staff went above 500, except me. But don't ah! worry. This, there's a new year, a new beginning for all of us. So you guys enjoy the games, and we'll see you next week. Go horse. <laughs>